Let's get to some news, guys. Uh, well, it, it finally happened. After more than three weeks without a speaker, Republicans got on the same page and elected Mike Johnson as the new Speaker of the House. Let's just say if, if Speaker nominees were Star Wars characters, he's their Jar Jar. <laughs> Let's just say if Speaker nominees were Halloween candy, this guy's a Necco wafer. Okay. Let's just say that uh, the writer's strike ending didn't do you any favors. Let's just say that your writers aren't funny. Not like the writers at NBC News and at uh, like, uh, Bloomberg. Bloomberg. Bloomberg has a, a person, a journalist. I'm making quotation marks with my fingers. A journalist, his name is Matthew Iglesias. Matthew Iglesias. And he's not a smart man. He's not a wise man. He's not an intelligent man. But he does have an X account where he imprudently posts his thoughts, which are not intelligent thoughts, not serious thoughts. Matthew Iglesias, uh, an award-winning journalist from the Bloomberg News Organization, a columnist, he uh, has an ex-post. I take everyone at their word. Well, then you're a moron. Let's just start. That's only a fraction of the opening sentence here, but you take everyone at their word. You're a reporter, a journalist, a columnist, and you take everyone at their word. He says, I take every, everyone at their word when they say, quote, free Palestine from the river to the sea, end quote. They mean a secular democracy with equal rights for all and not, quote, kill all the Jews. Well, then you, Matthew, are a moron. It'll be free. It'll be free to lynch the gay people and chant Allah Akbar because that's what the Democrat Party is fighting for now. Uh, producing, you would think, the opposite of their stated goal. But let me just, uh, Matthew, let me try to smarten you up a little bit here because your brain is obviously very small, probably walnut-sized, and your intelligence quotient is uh, minuscule. Uh, but... He takes everyone at their word when they say uh, free Palestine from the river to the sea, projected on the wall of the library at the George Washington University by students there. Uh, it means wipe Israel off the map, right? And it's a well-established. Everybody knows what the chant means. It's used by Hamas and Hezbollah, by Iran, by all of the virulent anti-Semites in the world. It means to wipe Israel off the map from the river Jordan in the east, to the Mediterranean Sea in the West. That's what it means. It means wipe it off the map. Everybody knows that except Matthew Iglesias, uh, apparently, at Bloomberg News. Um, that's the accepted. Ask anybody that uses the chant. It's what they mean. It's, uh, and, and by the way, what they really mean is a secular democracy with equal rights for all. That's what Israel is. So voila, poof. Success is yours because there is a secular democracy with equal rights for all. That's Israel, and it's the only secular democracy with equal rights for all 
anywhere in that region of the world. And the Gaza Strip is certainly not a secular democracy with equal rights for all. But that is what the so-called Palestinians created when they were given more than 25 miles of beachfront property and 141 square miles. They turned it into a secular hell with equal rights for no one. And Matthew Iglesias, you very, very dim-witted person, you are pushing for the opposite of a secular. You are fighting for Hamas. You are the useful idiot of radical Islamic jihad and an award-winning journalist at Bloomberg. Isn't that amazing? Yes, it is. Just extraordinary. Matthew Iglesias, heck of a job. Boy, oh boy. The Hollywood Reporter has the headline, quote, everyone wants us to pick a side, end quote. Reporters grapple with covering Israel-Hamas war. An inside look at how correspondents are juggling online harassment. Don't look at it. Even as they dodge the dangers of real-time reporting and the escalating conflict. Um, uh, this is, you know, this is about the moral bankruptcy of the American left and of the global left, of course. If you can't decide between Nazi Germany and the Jews and the boxcars, then you probably shouldn't be covering the news. Now, the Jews, because of the boxcars, got a piece of sand, the only one in the region without any oil on it, and they got some rifles because somebody suggested, you know, this might happen again. And the uh, surviving Jews said, you're right. We should probably stand up a military that is powerful enough to defend us against the uh, forces of genocide. And uh, that's what they've done. And now the Democrat Party in the United States is on the side of Hamas. Oh, they are not. No, they are. They are. Uh, from the college campuses and the students and the 18 to 24-year-olds, the majority of whom believe that the attacks of October 7th were justified because the poor put upon people with their 25 miles of beachfront property uh, and their self-determination. This is a two-state solution, by the way. Here is 25, 26 miles of beachfront property, 141 square miles. You have your elections. You govern yourselves. I know you still can't generate your own electricity because you're troglodytes. You can't generate clean water. You know, they need fuel in the Gaza Strip to run the desalination plant or plants that they have to suck water out of the Mediterranean Sea and purify it. But they can't do it without the Jews making it work for them because they're troglodytes. They couldn't purify water. You think that, you know, they uh, lived in the desert all these years and they had salt water all around them that they would have invented desalination. They did not. You'd think living in the desert, maybe they'd be able to generate their own electricity. They cannot. Run their own hospitals. They cannot. Run their own elections. They cannot. Well, they had one election. The Israelis set it up and the West set it up. They elected a terrorist group, and then they've never had another election since because that's what happens in, in tyrannies. And here are the Hollywood Reporter talking to, you know, CNN and other reporters. Good. People want us to pick a side. Well, pick a side. 
You don't need an overactive moral compass to decide that the radical Islamic terrorist group Hamas that just committed this massacre and in whose charter is the total elimination of the state of Israel from the river to the sea, Matthew Iglesias, you maroon. You don't need a moral compass that's overactive to figure out that the people being attacked and murdered, the people that are defending themselves against the murderous army of genocidal lunatics, hey, gee, which, which side are the good guys and which side are the bad guys? This is, honestly, it has to do with the total breakdown of morality in the United States, which, again, is the left. It's all over the left. And the Washington Post has a story today, Progressives Rebel Against Biden's Handling of Israel-Gaza Crisis. Split over Middle East war jeopardizes a coalition that Biden has nurtured for three years. The Washington Post is a cheerleading section, of course, for Joe Biden and the Democrats. They've got Colby Itkowitz on the case and uh, Marissa Lotti. And they're uh, both, and they got a picture of a jihadi woman. And she's kind of pretty because they put the, hey, look, they got hot jihadi women. Don't you want to have sex with this jihadi woman with her Palestinian flag on her cheek and her Palestinian headdress? And she's looking saucy. She's got a big nose ring, too, to be led around, I suppose. And the Washington Post goes on and on about, you know, Cordell Cox has volunteered for Democrat in every presidential race since Barack Obama in 2008. Wow, going all the way back there. Next year, he might sit it out. Cox, a 32 or 33-year-old from uh, Michigan, says he's probably going to still cast a ballot for Joe Biden if he's the Democratic nominee. But Cox says he won't work to increase turnout and fears some of his friends will choose a third-party candidate or decline to vote altogether. See, the Democrat Party and the Washington Post, but I repeat myself, are pushing everybody to just vote Democrat, even though they're genocidal anti-Semites. But it's, but it's tough because, you know, they're, they're struggling, they're wrestling, they're liberals, and 51% of them believe that the murders and rapes were justified. The decapitations, the hostage-taking, justified. 51% of Americans between the ages of 18 and 24, more than half. Got to explain that for Democrats following along. Just extraordinary. And the Washington Post is trying to rally the troops to vote for the Democrats and showing a sexy jihadi woman here. Looks like in front of the White House in Washington, D.C. with her Palestinian flag. Just extraordinary. Our Democrat Party. 2023. Ah. Horrifying. Horrifying. Kristallnacht. Uh, also, I've got to get to the, uh, oh my gosh, it's, uh, it's hour number three already. I can't believe what, uh, what happens to the time. Completely nuts. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. All right, let's, uh, let's take another phone call. I haven't gone to the phones in uh, quite a while and, and uh, talk to the nice people. And I've got uh, more for you. I've got the uh, new Speaker of the House. Uh, The Democrats are very upset, which is a good sign, because they're mentally ill. And if they're very upset, it uh, probably is a good sign. You should take it as a good sign. He might be pro-American. He might be a simple Christian person. Um, He is the new Speaker of the House, the son of a firefighter. 
Um, and, uh, and he's an attorney, and he's a constitutionalist, and, and he's proud to be an American. And he opened with a prayer yesterday, and that's got him all furious, the Democrats, you know. Uh, all right, let's go, to, uh, let's go to the phones. Let's go to John calling from Illinois and only Illinois. I don't even know what town. John, you're somewhere in Illinois, and now you're on the Chris Plant Show. Hey, Chris, uh, calling from your home state, I guess. Yes, sir. Um, that was a beautiful rant. Um, the, the tenacity at which you spit fire at these evil psychopaths is is incredible. I love it. Um, one th- one thing you mentioned during that rant was the uh, the idea that you know now the we just come to realize that the Democrats hate the Jews. Yeah, I think they've been hating the Jews in America for a long time. Let's go back to two thousand seven, two thousand eight. Holy Land Foundation trial. They were found guilty of conspiring to uh, give money and support to Hamas. Uh, Obama comes into power. What happens? All the unindicted co-conspirators, including CARE and all these other mainstream leftist organizations, uh, get away without their without the justice for the American people. You know, these these people have been doing this for a long time. And it's really it's just our fault for not seeing it and stopping it earlier. Um. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's it's up to us to see it, right? And uh, you see it, I see it. If you are a uh, CNN viewer and a Washington Post reader, you don't see it because they don't report it. These stories are not in the Washington Post. These stories are not on CNN. Um, these stories are not being covered by the so-called mainstream news media because they know it's their party, the Democrat Party, that are the miscreants, that are the the bad guys in the story, and so they don't tell the story. And this is Joe Biden's base, and so they don't tell the story. And, and uh, you know, they love their riots. They love their anti-Semitism. Um, and so, you know, remember, yeah. remember the mostly peaceful riots, John, all across the country while Democrats were burning and looting our cities. And the news media smiled and assured us again and again that these protests were mostly peaceful. Just a couple of outliers. Complete lie. The biggest period of rioting in the history of the country uh, was the Democrats over St. George Floyd, right, whose uh, system was— Same thing they do with Hamas. Same thing they do with Hamas. You know, they they basically just say that, um, oh, well, these people are uh, marginalized for all these reasons, and so they get a pass. The same reason why you can shoplift now and no one says anything. Right. They want it to escalate. They want it to escalate until the point where— these marginalized victim heads in this country um, can actually kill you. Right. Just like Hamas will kill the Jews. And they'll just continue to say, well, we're marginalized and, you know, we need uh, affirmative action and, you know, all of these things. Uh, you know, reality's going out the window and the people that haven't been looking are the ones that are going to get run over. That's a fact. And, you know, how many genders are there? Speaking of uh, reality being run over, you know, you used to worry when you sent your kid to college that they'd. Uh, come home a leftist after being indoctrinated and brainwashed. Then you had to worry that they'd come home transgender, suffering from gender dysphoria because been brainwashed and indoctrinated. Now you have to worry they're going to come home jihadis. And it's all because of the Democrat Party. It's the left. The Democratic Party isn't. They're not liberals. They're the left. Honestly. John, uh, great call. Thank you very much. Good stuff. Smart person. Thank you for paying attention. Hey, you might be feeling a little overwhelmed these days thinking about the holidays coming up as just one more log on the fire. 
You know, it's hard to think about when everything's so much more expensive, your credit cards might already be pushed to the max. That's why now is the time to pay off that debt, get your finances under control before the holiday season comes up on us. If you're a homeowner, American Financing can help you access the equity in your home for instant savings. Listen, there are saving homeowners just like you on average $700 a month. Think about how that money could help your family, how you can use that, not just the holidays, but especially for the holidays. And if you start today, you may be able to delay two mortgage payments, giving you extra holiday cash. It costs you absolutely nothing to find out how much you can save. The holidays are going to be here before you know it. So, uh, you know, call their salary-based mortgage consultants today. They don't get bonuses for selling you. They're salary-based. Call American Financing at 888-402-0299. That's 888-402-0299. Or find them online at AmericanFinancing.net. That's .net, AmericanFinancing.net. NMLS 182334, NMLSConsumerAccess.org. Yeah, our, our, our country is on the ropes. And the reason is the Democrat Party. And I told you about the uh, projector at George Washington University with the Hamas slogans praising the martyrs and free Palestine from the river to the sea, which this idiot at Bloomberg thinks that means that you're going to have, uh, you know, ham sandwiches for everyone. Not a very bright man. I've got an update on the gang behind this this uh, genocidal anti-Semitism. Hey, it's Chris Plant. Excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Book by this July 31st for extra savings. Visit chrisplantcruise.com. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. A fun statistic of sorts. Since the creation of Israel in 1948, about 11 million Arabs have been killed in wars. You know how many by Jews? Coming up. Now, the Democrats uh, run our cities into the ground, turn them into work-free drug places where thieves and murderers run free and good men die like dogs, to paraphrase Hunter S. Thompson. And we see it again and again and again and again, of course, Extraordinary what they've done to to Chicago and to Washington, D.C. and to New York. And uh, and it goes on and on, of course. 
Um, Chicago is now overrun by illegal aliens crossing our southern border. And, you know, we've got more people on the terror watch list that walked across our southern border, just the ones that we caught. The numbers are gigantic. Um, But the gotaways are the ones that we've got to worry about. And uh, a lot of law enforcement people are are concerned or believe that um, we are ripe for radical Islamic terrorist attacks inside the United States, and we should be ready for them. We should be prepared because we've had an open border for a long, long time, and lots of bad guys have been coming in, and there are lots of people that wish us harm. And the Democrats, kind of like the Democrats say, Uh, that Israel deserved the attack. Democrats also say, well, the United States deserves attacks like that too because they've been brainwashed and indoctrinated by the lunatics and they believe that we are the bad guy and Israel is the bad guy just like Iran believes we are the great Satan and Israel is the little Satan. Um, Both must be wiped from the face of the earth and that's why many of us found it peculiar when the Obama administration okayed Iran enriching uranium and spinning centrifuges and advancing their ballistic missile program, which we know with 100% certainty they intend to use to use nuclear weapons against the United States of America and Israel because their stated goal is to wipe us off the face of the map. We are the great Satan. Israel is the little Satan. And there you have it. It's... uh, it's, you know, the Biden, uh, Obama, Biden, and uh, Obama's running the show behind the curtain with, uh, with Biden as well. Biden obviously isn't up to running anything because his brain, she's a broke. She's a no good. She no work. The front page of the Washington Times today has a story about Nancy Pelosi's building. You know, they got, because she was the Speaker of the House and she's a woman and and so buildings. Here is the uh, the story in the Washington Times front page below the fold. Building honoring Pelosi in decay from filth, comma, crime. Waste Watcher says federal offices may be shut down for public safety. San Francisco, one of the most beautiful cities in the world, but we gave it to the Democrats. And now it's a poop stain on uh, the planet because... Your Democrat Party, Stephen Dynan, a real reporter in Washington, working for the Washington Times, of course, and not the Washington Post. Senator Joni Ernst is calling for the government to pull the plug on Speaker Nancy Pelosi's federal building in San Francisco after its public spaces turned into a crime-ravaged open-air drug market that is so unsafe that government employees were ordered to work from home. The building was designed to be groundbreaking in its openness to the public, but it's become a monument to government bungling and the decay plaguing many American cities. Ms. Ernst, Iowa Republican, described the scene at the building as something out of a post-apocalyptic horror movie with muggings common, occasional gunfire, and nearly 150 drug overdoses and 33 deaths reported on the block surrounding the building 
in the first half of this year. Run by the General Services Administration, the GSA, the federal government's chief landlord agency, it leases space to a half dozen branches of the government, including the Department of Health and Human Services, which ordered employees this summer to work from home rather than risk their lives going to work in the Nancy Pelosi Federal Building. Ms. Ernst says it's time the remaining federal workers in the building leave. Now, that's what Democrats do to, honestly, San Francisco is, should be, used to be, ought to be, one of the world's most beautiful cities. But the Democrats, because they're like, hey, man, he's just, he's a drug addict. We gotta, we'll give him a safe space. We'll give him clean pipes and a rubber mouthpiece and a lighter. And then we'll tell you that it's not a crack pipe and it's not a drug pipe, which the Biden administration did, of course, less than a year ago. Then they lied that, uh, oh, that's not a drug. Well, it's a, just a glass tube with a rubber mouthpiece and a brass screen to put in one end and a lighter. What you do with it is up to you. I actually said that. Pretty amazing. So Senator Ernst is calling on, uh, on them to shut the place down because it's too dangerous and it's a work-free drug place where thieves and killers run free and good men die like dogs. With at least five other federal facilities within the San Francisco area, Senator Ernst said, where taxpayers and government employees could interact face-to-face without fearing for their lives, I'm calling for the offices and workers within the Speaker's federal building to be relocated and the building shut down until it is no longer a threat to public safety. It's an 18-story building opened in 2007, supposed to be a model for civic sustainability. Right. That's your Democrat Party. That's what they do. That's who they are. All right, let's get to uh, let's get to the new Speaker of the House. New Speaker of the House, because that's the actual lead story in uh, the Washington Times today. Speaker Johnson breaks House jam. Leader has little experience, but big ambitions to tackle ch- challenges. Now, House Republicans celebrated a return to legislating Wednesday after electing Representative Mike Johnson of Louisiana to serve as Speaker of the House and ending weeks of bitter intra-party fighting over leadership that paralyzed the chamber. Now, I, uh, I tell you what, there, uh, there's a lot of audio to get to. Uh, Mr. Johnson, 51 years old, elevated as one of the least experienced lawmakers ever to serve as Speaker. I think that might be just what the doctor ordered. You know, before we get to the, the stupid, corrupt news media and all that, let's, uh, let's go to... Uh, the man that started all the trouble in the first place, because uh, Matt Gates, Matt Gates, uh, sat down with Steve Bannon, Congressman Matt Gates, the Republican from Florida, um, who I know a little bit, and I and I like him. I think he's funny. He's funny. He's irreverent. Uh, he's smart, and he got tired of this business as usual Washington D.C. thing where we have these idiotic omnibus bills that we have to pass at the last minute or the government's going to shut down and Timmy won't be able to go to Jellystone Park and, and oh, the Republicans are so bad. And you're supposed to have 12 appropriations bills that are supposed to make their way through the committees in the House. And uh, we're supposed to, we're required by law to pass a budget funding the government. 
And, you know, ideally, you'd start spending less money since our national debt is now more than $33 trillion, and it would take more than a million years to pay off if we were paying it off at a dollar a second. But never mind that. More than a million years. So let's go to Matt Gates uh, talking to Steve Bannon on Steve Bannon's War Room, uh, talking about how this whole process unfolded. You know, it was Matt Gates that that uh, seized the day and uh, took action that led to Speaker Kevin McCarthy being tossed out. He was never good at speaking anyway. Uh, Matt Gates uh, was explaining it this way. As Emmer is withdrawing, Mark Molinaro, a moderate New York freshman Republican, stands up at the microphone and says, well, instead of restarting this process and having a candidate forum and sending everybody home for a good cry, let's just take a non-binding poll on where people would be on the person who came in second to Tom Emmer, and that was Mike Johnson. And Elise Stefanik said, well, that's against the rules. The, the rules don't contemplate it. We can't do that. And brilliantly, Mark Molinaro says, then I move for unanimous consent that the rules be waived and we take a poll on whether or not Mike Johnson uh, could be our speaker nominee. And guess who objects to that unanimous consent request? Listen now. Kevin McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy, the um, uh, now former Speaker of the House. And according to Matt Gates, Kevin McCarthy was monkey-wrenching the system all the way uh, through this process for the last several weeks. Kevin McCarthy stands up and says, I object to doing a roll call on Mike Johnson. And Mike Johnson was exasperated. All the times Johnson had voted for McCarthy, had carried his water, maybe even voted for some bills he didn't like because he, he was working toward the Republican conference's stated objectives under McCarthy. And, and here was the thing. It showed everyone that it was actually McCarthy who was working to knife Scalise. It was actually McCarthy who was working to knife Jim Jordan. It was McCarthy working to knife everyone, and he hadn't yet figured out a way to knife Mike Johnson. Uh, now, uh, Matt Gates has a dog in this fight, but this is his perspective, and he's laying it out. He's been on my Newsmax show a number of times, and and uh, I like him. I think he's fun. Uh, and he, uh, you know, he blew up this whole uh, speaker thing and started over, and we've ended up with a more conservative speaker uh, and uh, more conservative leadership in the House of Representatives which was the initial goal, and also restoring regular order, which I hope will happen quickly. Uh, Matt Gates. The play was for McCarthy to return as speaker and then Jim Jordan to be the deputy speaker in some sort of like Dwight Schrute assistant to the regional manager posture. And that would have been debasing to Jordan, someone I like a great deal, and it would have been empowering to McCarthy. So Garrett Graves and all these people are working to try to effectuate this return of McCarthy, and they're telling us they're going to be a hundred votes for McCarthy on the right end. You know how many there were? Thirty-three. Now, uh, if nothing else, Matt Gates is considerably more articulate than is Kevin McCarthy. There is no doubt about that. But here comes Matt Gates coming after Kevin McCarthy for uh, blaming him for uh, the way this uh, this whole uh, mess went. Uh, after Matt Gates drove Kevin McCarthy out of the Speaker's office. Ultimately, my, uh, McCarthy gets 43 to vote for him on a secret ballot, but Mike Johnson gets a majority, and then he says, you know what I want? I want a roll call vote so that those 43 would have to announce themselves as, as being for a candidate who wasn't even running instead of a unifying force like Mike Johnson. And when we called for the roll call, do you know how many people voted for Kevin McCarthy? Zero. 
I got a t- politics on Capitol Hill, politics, politics, politics. And uh, um, you wonder why nobody in their right mind wants to be in this crazy business. Uh, but it'd be nice to see regular order restored and see a conservative Republican Mike Johnson be the Speaker of the House, Matt Gates. Everyone in the room knew at that moment that I wasn't the force for chaos, I wasn't causing disunity, that for the last three weeks, the reason the House of Representatives has been paralyzed is because for his own selfish gain, Kevin McCarthy was sabotaging the candidacy of anyone else because he was plotting a return. Interesting. Wild. Uh, I want to thank Ginny for passing that along to me this morning. Now let's go to the new Speaker of the House, Congressman Mike Johnson of Louisiana. And uh, his uh, number two is going to be Steve Scalise, also of Louisiana, who was shot and nearly killed uh, a while back by a Bernie Sanders volunteer in yet another Democrat Party suicide attack, another thing they have in common with Hamas. A lot of Democrat Party suicide attacks in Washington, D.C., Arlington, Virginia, New York, Dallas, Baton Rouge, to name but a few of the Democrat Party suicide attacks. Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson. Thank you all. Uh, First, uh, a few words of gratitude. I want to thank Leader Jeffries. Uh, I do look forward to working with you on behalf of the American people. I know we see things from very different points of view, but I know that in your heart you love and care about this country and you want to do what's right. And so we're going to find common ground there. All right. Now, that was a misstep, I think. Hakeem Jeffries is a radical and an extremist and uh, a fascist who, who just spent a few minutes attacking Mike Johnson and smearing him and slandering him and calling him an insurrectionist. And I would have come up and uh, explained that uh, I was just uh, slandered by an anti-Semite in a time of war in the Middle East who was mentored by his radical extremist, anti-Semite, genocidal anti-Semite uh, uncle, Professor Leonard Jeffries, uh, one of America's leading anti-Semites, and that that's where he comes from. And then I'd go after the Democrats on the college campuses being anti-Israel, and I would rip them a hole. But Mike Johnson decided to try to play nice to start. I want to uh, express my great thanks for our Speaker Emeritus, Kevin McCarthy. Yeah, um, he was uh, very nice now. I, uh, the Republicans really need to hire me. I'll tell them what to say and how to say it. But Mike Johnson should have ripped Hakeem Jeffries after he slandered him and maligned him. Uh, he should have come up and ripped him a hole, returned fire in kind, dragged the entire Democrat Party into it. Let's expose them for what they are, Mr. Speaker. Welcome to the speakership. I, uh, I hope that uh, good things can happen. I'm optimistic, um, but I'll reserve judgment for a while as well. Gets a very high conservative rating from the uh, from CPAC, very high, and uh, I'm expecting and hoping for good things from the new speaker of the house. But, Mr. Speaker, the clock is ticking. Democrat Congressman Jamal Bowman, who's a radical and an extremist, surrendered today and pled guilty to a misdemeanor charge of pulling a fire alarm. 
He hasn't been charged with an insurrection, though, or uh, disrupting an official government proceeding, which is what he was actually doing when he pulled the fire alarm at the Cannon House office building. But he uh, pled guilty this morning in court to one count of falsely pulling a fire alarm, and he's agreed to pay a $1,000 fine. Uh, Of course, he was disrupting an official proceeding of government, and uh, that is also an insurrection, and I think he should get 22 years in prison because it seems only fair. But since we have two tiers of justice, speaking of which, Slate magazine has the headline today, Trump knows that the walls are closing in. They have any idea how, they don't, of course, how tired they are. We put together montages years ago of the news media doing their walls are closing in. I've noticed some other people on the radio have uh, subsequently created walls are closing in montages. But the ridiculous news media with uh, the telling Donald Trump all four years, the walls are closing in, the walls are closing in. And here's Slate Magazine, uh, radical left-wing rag. Trump knows the walls are closing in, right? Just amazing. Yes, they are. All right, I've, uh, I seem to be running out the clock in my side. Let's, uh, let's go to PBS reporter Laura Barron Lopez talking to Joe Biden yesterday about the new Speaker of the House. I think they, they both don't like him. After 22 days, House Republicans just elected Mike Johnson of Louisiana as the Speaker of the House. Johnson advocated conspiracy theories about voting machines in a rigged election in 2020. He encouraged his colleagues to join a lawsuit to invalidate the results of four states. So if you win re-election in 2024, are you worried that a Speaker Johnson would again attempt to overturn the election? No. No. Uh, Then he keeled over, and they had to bring in the paddles and resuscitate him. It was kind of sad. That was the news media's. That that was their role in this. And uh, rigged election conspiracy theories. Um, How many Democrats in 2016 called for the Ohio results to be overturned? I believe it was more than 30 House members called for Ohio's because then President Trump would have lost the election and the Democrats would have stolen it. More than 30 Democrats in the House of Representatives called for those election results to be overturned. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.